pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, CN Rail is reacting to recent concern that grain movement could be limited moving forward. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watchers, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans and brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306-352-1866. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast. Sunshine for today, the high minus 14. Tonight clear, becoming partly cloudy overnight with the low minus 18. There is a risk of frostbite. Tomorrow becoming cloudy with periods of light snow, a high minus 13. The wind chill minus 26 with a low of minus 26 overnight. Sunday sunshine to the high of minus 22, the low minus 30. Monday, sunshine, the high minus 20, the low minus 27. Tuesday, sunshine, a high minus 17, low minus 18. And Wednesday, sunshine, the high minus 10, low minus 19. Normal high for this time of year is minus 5. The normal low is minus 17. Sun rose this morning at 7.57. Sun will set tonight at 6.27. Around the province, Estevan, sunshine, and minus 17. Prince Albert, mainly sunny, and minus 22. Saskatoon, mainly sunny, it's minus 18. Swift Current, sunshine and minus 14. In Weyburn, it's minus 19. And in Yorkton, sunshine and minus 18. In Moose Jaw, sunshine, wind south at 35, it's minus 12. In Regina, sunshine, wind southeast at 31, it's minus 18. With the wind chill, it's minus 30. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougalauction.com and Technotill Seeding System, packing where it counts. See the difference at Technotill on Facebook or on technotill.com. CN Rail has responded to the concerns that farmers across the prairies have raised in regards to grain transportation. The concerns after the Alberta government leased 4,400 rail cars to move oil to the coast. Sean Finn is the executive vice president of CN Rail. I think that uh, January was a very, very good month. You know, we continue to move quite a bit of grain and uh, to meet uh, our carload targets. Uh, as you all know well, uh, it was very cold in Western Canada. Uh, that's not an excuse. It's just a question when we operate our trains in very cold weather, we have to shorten them. So therefore, you need more locomotives and more crews to move the same amount of grain. So the first week of uh, February wasn't bad. Last week was a bit of a challenge. We did uh, 4,200 carloads, which is uh, just above our target for a weekly car loading during the more difficult operating conditions. So we have work to do and they were very focused on it. So nobody's on vacation. They're all focusing on making sure that through these difficult operating conditions, we uh, we continue to, to make sure we have the resources, i.e. locomotives, crews, and track capacity to meet our customers' uh, service requirements. You know, unfortunate incident in Saint-Lazare slows us down a bit, but we were able to uh, bypass the incident and continue to move grain in Western Canada. So by having some extra track capacity, we got around uh, Saint are to keep on moving the customers' goods. Now, what does impact even February, as you know well, when Thunder Bay closes back in uh, late December, because the seaway is closed, the grain from Western Canada all wants to move to Vancouver. So that too adds an additional challenge for us because we're going longer distances from the prairies to get to the port of Vancouver. 
according to the Ag Transport Coalition, guys down uh, 68% of rail cars ordered in week 28 of the shipping season, uh, which is comparing to 85% in week 27. Is there uh, any projection on how long it could take to get back up to that 85 to 90% mark? Yeah, sure. We're very focused on it. So they're using percentages. We use cars spotted, but, uh, you know, we can disagree on the numbers, but, you know, we're not where we should be uh, in the second week of February. So I'm not going to debate that. I think what's important is, to your point, as the the weather gets, uh, you know, a bit more clement, even though minus 16 is still pretty cold, it allows us to to catch up because our tipping point when it comes to length of trains is about minus 25 degrees. So as we get to a bit more below minus 25, we can then, you know, get our trains up to longer lengths and catch up uh, relatively quickly. So the extent that we continue to have a bit milder, with all due respect, all relative weather, we'll be able to catch up relatively quickly. And we've shown that in the past. Once you give us, you know, a minus 15 and and warmer, so minus 15 and lower or higher when it comes to temperature, we can catch up relatively quickly. So answer your question. Hopefully, the next you know, 10 days to two weeks. Again, if it does get really cold again for several days in a row, we're going to get into a challenge. But you know, we are meeting our carload targets. Uh, it's not an excuse, and it's not sufficient to satisfy our customers. But we're very focused on it to make sure that, again, I said to you before, locomotives, crews, uh, and track capacity. We we also have you know, a series of new grain hopper cars coming on service also. We ordered 500 new cars last year. We'll have almost 350 during the first quarter, so that'll help us also. And by the end of March, we'll have almost 350 new cars, so more cars creates more capacity. And also have 29 brand new locomotives out of our total of 260 coming in in Q1. So as we're talking, we're catching up also not just on the weather, but also with the capacity. On Tuesday, the Alberta government announced it would lease another 4,400 rail cars to move oil. Some farmers and farm organizations are a little bit concerned about the rising amount of oil being moved by rail. Can CN still meet everyone's needs on the oil side as well as the grain side? Yeah, and our component is not in the rail cars itself. As you know, it's providing capacity to move barrels of oil, and we have committed, and we've said so for a long time, that we will not move crude at the expense of our other commodities. So our challenge is to move you know, all of our customers goods, all commodities. And, you know, by having invested, uh, you know, an example, last year, our capital budget for 2018 was $3.5 billion. This year, it's $3.9 billion. That's $7.4 billion in two years. So we're confident that, again, subject to more difficult operating conditions in the second week of February, once we get through this, uh, you know, this additional capacity coming online of crews, locomotive, track capacity will provide capacity for us to move all of our customers' goods and making sure that we you know, do not pick one commodity over another. I know that a lot of your listeners and the farming communities are skeptical of that. I appreciate that skepticism, but you know, you have our commitment from the top of the house at CN and all our 25,000 employees that we're here to serve all of our customers, and we don't pick in the yard. Where's a crude car? Where's a grain car? Where's a potash car? Our job is to move all the goods on our trains to destinations so that Canada's goods can get to market, and that's important for Canada. It's important for CN. That was Sean Finn, the vice president of CN Rail, addressing concerns of grain transportation. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth online at landforsalesask.ca. Yesterday we spoke with analyst Sandy Russell talking about cattle trading and its impact on the feeder cattle market. Today the topic is uh, is the impact of cold weather in the market as well as on the farm. It almost puts us in a bit of a holding pattern because we see people pull back in terms of their marketing and functioning in in minus 50 weather, you know, is just hard enough in itself. So any marketing plans you had 
producers, especially at the feeder level, tend to step back and maybe take a week or two to hope for better weather before we see marketing. So we see the market almost come to a bit of a just status quo. That means that once we start to get nicer weather, we're going to see volumes pick up again. And that, of course, creates some added supply on the marketplace and can create some pressure at times. So um, we might see that in the coming weeks as volumes pick up. From a producer perspective, I mean, it definitely eats into your hay supplies. And and when we, you know, in parts of Western Canada are looking at very costly feed stacks this year, that adds to the costs and adds to um, the money that's going into the cow herd to sustain and into any feeder cattle you've got backgrounding. And that definitely is a factor on your bottom line as you look to um, to try to secure profit going forward. So it definitely is something not only from a logistics perspective of just trying to keep cattle fed and, and everything working and functioning in minus 50, but also from an economic perspective, it definitely eats into some of that profit as you have to increase your feed and increase all your costs just to maintain and manage your herds. Do we have any indication statistically about uh, call rates from last fall as producers were heading into into winter and you know how, how much of those those older cows we we saw go to market we saw a lot of cows move through when we look at the slaughter rates we saw a lot of cows move through the marketplace especially later half and we know that we're not going to see retention on the cow herd and any significant growth here in Western Canada based on the slaughter numbers and the number of heifers going into feedlots. I mean, it's a hard number to get a grasp on in terms of how many cows were actually culled because of drought or have we dealt with that full impact yet. I think we still have yet to see the full impact of the weather concerns in Western Canada and especially if we have a drier spring, we're going to see um, producers have to make some decisions based on weather conditions and grass supplies and feed supplies. And that will bring more animals to town. It will, you know, it's shifted some of the marketings in terms of when producers have marketed typically their feeder cattle. Some have opted not to background this year because of feed supplies and look to market earlier than they typically would. Some looking at not retaining for grass. And, and so it shifts some of when the cattle come to market and how we market cattle. That definitely has already started to happen. And like I said, if we see a dry spring, we're going to see that impact even more significantly here in the marketplace in the coming months. Yeah, a snow cover, I guess, in some places, uh, southern Manitoba, not bad. But uh, looking at the runoff map here in Saskatchewan, uh, not looking good in a, in a number of areas in regards to snow cover, at least. There's some concerned um, operations out there in terms of their snow cover and, and the runoff that will be available. And, of course, the one thing that is very hard to predict and, and that we're, we'll be watching closely in Western Canada is is rain in those drought areas that were impacted this year. So they need good spring rains to get that grass going. That will be one of the key things that... Uh, from a cattle perspective, we'll be watching um, here in the early early weeks of... That was Sandy Russell with the Spring Creek Land and Cattle Consulting in Outlook. And with the Grey Cup coming to Regina in November of 2020, the Canadian Western Anchorbition is moving their annual event back one week. CWA's 50th anniversary will be held from November 30th to December 5th 
while the 108th Grey Cup will be played on November 22, 2020. In a news release, CEO Chris Lane says it's important for CWA to have a strong partnership with the riders who also celebrate their 110th anniversary that season. The 2019 edition of Agribition will run from November 25th to the 30th. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin' Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton, and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Here are the latest Viterra grain prices. Durham unchanged at 215.84. Feed barley unchanged at 187.63. Canola's down 80 cents to 427.82. Blacks unchanged at 473.25. Oats up 86 cents to 188.37. Yellow peas unchanged at 256.54. Feed wheat unchanged at 193.31. Number one red spring wheat up 465 to 217.05. The opening grain prices can be found on 620CKRM.com. The livestock quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw, just under 400 on offer here at a regular sale on Thursday. This cow market, it's not getting any stronger right now. The heavyweight yearlings are on a lower trend also. They're kind of following this fat market, which has slipped. Like cattle, they look like they're holding steady. These good big grain-fed cows are 82 to 89. Medium-fed hay-fed cows from 76 to 82, and these thinner cows are in the 70s. Regular sale here next Thursday, followed by a 100-plus bread cow sale. Bread cows here at 1 p.m. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Jaw a call at 692-2385. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Friday, February 22nd. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 115 to 133 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,700 head, selling in a range of 109 to 132 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, February 22nd are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 124.48, Ham's Cash 132.38, Thunder Creek Burko 137.12, and High Life 132.67 dollars per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar was down to 16 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3196. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.88 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are all under pressure to finish the week, with the Iowa, Southern Minnesota, and Western Corn Belt reporting regions down by a significant 226 and 248 U.S. 100 weight, respectively. Lean hog futures yesterday erased the prior day's drop, and the three nearby contracts closed out or near limit up levels. The move stands in stark contrast to the previous two days of pressure that saw the April contract close at contract lows just a day earlier. A bounce could be in play, but an announcement making the rounds yesterday reported up to $30 billion in U.S. of agriculture products over 2017 levels could be purchased by Chinese buyers as negotiators attempt to resolve the current trade dispute. On the outlook for today's sunshine, the high minus 14. Tonight, clear, becoming partly cloudy overnight. Low minus 18, there is a risk of frostbite. Tomorrow, becoming cloudy with periods of light snow beginning. The high minus 13, the wind chill minus 26 during the day. Overnight, there is a low of minus 26. On Sunday, sunshine with the high minus 22 and a low of minus 30. In Regina, there's sunshine, wind southeast at 31, 
It's minus 18, the wind chill minus 30, and that's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. For Jim Smalley, this is Ryan McNally.